You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you're listening, you're having a great start to your Saturday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, Battery Power Podcast, and podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to be, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at Stats. SAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So without a doubt, this Friday, this Saturday, probably not as exciting or entertaining as a week ago was when we finally found out that Shohei Otani uh, would be spending his long-term future with the Los Angeles Dodgers. That deal has now been made official. Much has been made about the details of the contract. But we're now finally starting to see, since that major domino fall, we're finally starting to see some movement when it comes to notable names on the uh, MLB market, when it comes to trades, free agents, what have you. And of note for the break, is the fact that over the past, you know, several days, we've seen some pretty noteworthy names that could have potentially been options for the Braves to go after to fill their one remaining big deed this offseason, which is to add another significant arm potentially to the rotation. We've seen some potential options to fill that need for the Braves come off the board. Seth Lugo and Michael Walker, veteran starters, they signed multi-year deals with the Kansas City Royals. And of course, Tyler Glass now in the biggest move of all, uh, you know, since the Otani trade, or since the Otani signing, Tyler Glass now traded from the Rays to the Dodgers. He signed a long-term extension, so he is off the board as well. So I don't think this necessarily lowers the chances that the Braves, you know, won't make the move to get their starter this offseason. It's just interesting to see some of the names come off the board, and so it'll be interesting to see how that continued need and what the Braves potentially could do to fill it, how that will continue to evolve as the offseason moves along. But just because the Braves have not yet addressed their biggest need of adding that significant piece to the rotation, it doesn't mean they haven't been active. As a matter of fact, you can argue the Braves have been the most active team in baseball so far this offseason. And they made another move on Friday that, on the surface, or in terms of an individual scope, may not seem that relevant, may not seem that significant. But now that this latest move has been made, if you add it to the moves that Alex Anthopoulos has already made, there are multiple ways in which all the moves are connected that, when you look at them collectively, make it make sense. First off, the deal from Friday, the specifics are this. The Braves traded outfielder Drew Campbell, a 26-year-old prospect from the minor league system, just of no long-term value to the Braves. They traded him to the San Diego Padres. In exchange, they're getting veteran 
DH utility player Matt Carpenter, 38 years old. You know, of course, Braves fans had probably don't have the best of memories about Matt Carpenter as he had a very productive uh, middle of last decade with the St. Louis Cardinals, multiple top 10 in NL MVP finishes. Um, he had a bit of resurgence with the Yankees in 2022, and it was in the second year of a multi-year contract with the San Diego Padres. So they acquired Matt Carpenter, and he'll be making five and a half million in 2024. But the Braves received 1.5 million from the Padres, so the Braves will only be on the hook for four million when you net out the cash being swapped. But along with Carpenter was the focus of this trade. And that was left-handed reliever Ray Kerr. Now, Ray Kerr only has, I believe, 36 innings to his credit when it comes to the major leagues. And his 2023 season across 27 innings wasn't necessarily all that you know great on the surface. But with Ray Kerr comes nearly six years of control. It comes the option to where the Braves could potentially, you know, store him in AAA and allow for him to continue to develop. And there and there's some upside with his potential arsenal. Uh, he very much is a fastball, curveball type pitcher. He saw a lot of good production with the curveball, nearly 50% whiff rate in 2023. Overall, he averaged over 11 strikeouts per nine innings, a little over three walks per nine innings. So there certainly is some intrigue there. And the fact that the Braves were able to get him where they could control him for many years into the future, it made sense for the Braves to once again get creative to get a target that they wanted. And that's the first thing that stands out about this margin madness, these moves that individually don't seem that significant, but when you look at them as a whole, you start to see the impact. You start to see the reasoning as to why Alex Anthopoulos is making these moves. Because what has stood out so far about the traits that Alex Anthopoulos has made is the fact that he's resorting to creativity to be able to get these done without having to get up a lot, give up a lot of value in terms of prospects. Look at look at it with Chicago. He traded a bunch of lottery tickets, a bunch of players who were coming off injury or, or, or who had their best days behind them, what have you. He traded four, I believe, five different players to Chicago for a target that he wanted in Aaron Bummer. So he got a target that he wanted, but also was able to open up roster spots for uh, roster spots for other moves this all season. Look at the move to go get Jared Kelnick from Seattle. He took on the salary of Marco Gonzalez and Evan White, made some corresponding moves after that to, you know, reduce the salary and get a useful player, but he once again got creative taking on bad salary to get a player that he wanted. And that's exactly what he did this time around in acquiring Matt Carpenter who like Marco Gonzalez Max Stacy and Evan White before him, the, the report is, is that Matt Carpenter likely will be on the move. The Braves will look to trade him this offseason as well to move up move off part of his salary. But they were willing to take on bad salary once again to go get a piece that they wanted in Ray Kerr. So Alex Anthopoulos is, is being creative by using the payroll flexibility that the Braves have as a way to get assets that not only could potentially help in the present, but also the future as well. But another thing, another even more, in my opinion, significant connection between all the moves that Alex Anthopoulos has made so far this offseason. And in this sense, I'm talking about the signings and the trades. Signing an extension with Pierce Johnson, signing an extension with Joe Jimenez, signing a three-year deal with Ronaldo Lopez, acquiring Aaron Bummer, now acquiring Ray Kerr, as well as Jared Kelnick. After the Braves lost to the Phillies back in the middle of October, within 24 hours, 
of the Braves suffering that playoff loss, Alex Anthopoulos spoke with the media, and he said in, in, you know, some way, shape, or form, basically, in general, he said that there was a specific takeaway in his initial assessment of what caused the Braves to once again lose early in the playoffs. There was a specific takeaway. He wasn't going to delve into the details, but at that time, he had a specific takeaway that he felt could impact the offseason. And I feel many speculated that what that specific takeaway was was that the Braves just needed more quality pitching, and that certainly is true. That remains a need. But I talked about it on the first Battery Power podcast of the offseason. I felt that what it also potentially could mean is that the Braves could go out and try to improve their overall resourcefulness when it comes to production with velocity, both in terms of gaining more depth in terms of especially their relief corps, that gaining more options that could throw pitches at high velocity, while also maybe adding another piece to their lineup that could hit high-velocity pitches well. Because over the past two playoffs, over the past two division series, one clear area that has helped the Phillies do very well against the Braves is the fact that the Phillies have been more resourceful in terms of being able to throw high-velocity pitches at any point in the game, and also their offense has done better at hitting high-velocity pitches. So what have the Braves done? They've gone out and got those resources. Aaron Bummer, Ray Kerr, Ronaldo Lopez, among other arms that they've added, all can throw the ball in the high 90s rather consistently. And through that, you've got different arm angles, different you know ways they throw the fastballs, but the consistent theme between the arms, most of the arms the Braves have added this offseason is they can throw high-velocity. Jared Kelnick, a strength of his offensive approach is being able to do damage against high-velocity pitches. Now, this may just be a byproduct of the talents that Alex Anthopoulos has acquired this offseason, but it does seem pretty clear that that is a, 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 an attractive part of each of these addition, additions Alex Anthopoulos is adding to the roster. Again, none of these moves individually, none of these talents added individually are all that significant. But collectively, I think they are accomplishing the goal of allowing for the Braves to be more resourceful when it comes to having more options that can throw high-velocity pitches while also deepening their lineup with another option that can hit high-velocity pitches well. And that production with velocity... The ability to do that certainly picks up importance when it comes to the postseason, as we've seen firsthand with how the Phillies have used that ability to beat the Braves in two straight postseasons. So yet another move, and there have been a plethora of them. But what stands out about these moves as ways that they connect is the creativity, especially when it comes to the trades, that Alex Anthopoulos and the Braves are showing in order to get the talents that they're wanting by targeting other teams that either need to shed salary or targeting other teams that, you know, want to have more upside-type players. So the creative way for Alex Anthopoulos to go after the targets that he wants stands out, but also the fact that all of these targets that Alex Anthopoulos has added either are making the Braves deeper in terms of their ability to consistently throw high-velocity pitches or, in the case of Kilnick, giving this lineup another option to do well against high-velocity pitches. So once you start looking at these moves as a whole... Start to put them together as one collective group. You start to really make sense of not only how Alex Anthopoulos has been creative this offseason, but how he's improved the roster for the present and the future. But the addition of Ray Kerr is not just something that comes from, you know, the Braves going to get a target that they wanted and adding velocity 
to the mix. It also is a clear indication that the Braves are looking to become deeper and more resourceful when it comes to their left-handed options, especially out of the bullpen. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So if you go back to the 2023 regular season, one of the biggest storylines, one of the biggest themes for the Braves was just how much. They basically, their plans, their, both their starting rotation as well as their bullpen at times last season, it was derailed due to injuries. And one specific part of the pitching staff that really took on the brunt of the bad injury luck was the left-handed relief options for the Braves. You know, going into last year, if you remember last offseason, the Braves acquired veteran left-handed pitcher Lucas Lickey from Lucas Lickey from the New York Yankees, hoping that he potentially could be a good option for the bullpen. Well, it just didn't work out. He was designated for assignment, I believe, you know, two times even before the end of May. You had A.J. Minter, who had a, you know, slow start to the season. He struggled in April and early May, but he righted the ship and became his normal self as time went on. But then you had Dylan Lee, who unfortunately experienced an injury that kept him out for much of the season. And Tyler Matzik was already out for 2024 due to Tommy John surgery. So the Braves found that they had to go make a move for a left-handed pitcher at the trade deadline, and they went out and got veteran reliever Brad Hand. Now, of course, the Braves going into last postseason with A.J. Minter and Brad Hand, you could do a lot worse than that combination. But we know how much Alex Anthopoulos, how big of a preference he puts on having reliable, deep bullpens in place. And so you know that with all the injuries that the uh, left-handed side of the bullpen experienced last year, it seemed like a clear need in Alex Anthopoulos' Anthopolis's mind for the Braves is to add more depth when it comes to left-handed relief options to this roster, both for the present and the future. And that's what you get. You've got multiple years of control of Aaron Bummer, Ray Kerr, you know, Angel Padermo, an arm that the Braves added that likely will be out of all next year, but could add value due to him being controlled for several years beyond that. That is what has stood out about these additions that the Braves have made, is that the Braves have put a high priority on really, really improving the depth and quality of the left-handed relief options they have in the organization. But beyond just building that depth is the fact that the Braves are making moves for pitchers that they don't just control in 2024, but in 2024 and beyond. Because we all talk about Max Reed being, you know, a clear name to watch. The fact is, is that he likely is going to test free agency after the 2024 season, with there being a very good chance the Braves can move on, move into the future without Max Reed. But also this notable is the fact that A.J. Minter is in the final year of his 
controllability, if you will. I don't know if that's a word. But he's in the final year of his arbitration before he hits free agency after 2024 as well. Now, we know that Alex Anthopoulos has no issue spending money to have as deep a bullpen as possible, but does that mean he's going to sign A.J. Minter long-term? It remains to be seen. Wouldn't be surprised if he chooses not to. But so that's another reason why the Braves have made this move where they put a high priority on making multiple moves to get potential quality options from the left-handed side of the bullpen is they're trying to make sure that they're prepared that if A.J. Minter does leave in free agency, will they have depth that could take over his spot for 2025 and beyond. Now, we talk about the Braves wanting to improve their depth after experiencing a lot of injuries last year. We talk about them also wanting to prepare for the future in case a long-term option could not be worked out with A.J. Minter. But the other thing that stands out is that the Braves also want to make sure that they have fallback options from spring training if Tyler Matzik and or Dylan Lee run into injury issues once again. If there's one thing that last year taught us when it came to pitching is you should never take anything for granted. And even though it seems like the Braves are competent, both Lee and Matzik will be ready to go to start next season, you could always see a setback. So if that were the case, the Braves now have other options that they could utilize to keep the left-handed side of their bullpen strong. But to me, the other real factor in all of this, a reason why the Braves have made the moves that they have to not only get left-handed relief options that can help in the present, but also the future, is because, again, we talk about moves being made in the offseason for Braves now. The offseason for the Braves now is finding ways to improve their overall ability to perform well in the playoffs. Well, this added depth from the left-handed side of the bullpen, that's exactly, in my opinion, what the focus of that is. Because if you look over the next two three, four seasons in the playoffs, the two teams that the Braves are likely going to be facing more than anyone are the Philadelphia Phillies and the Los Angeles Dodgers. But what stands out about the strength of both of those teams' offenses? It's their left-handed hitters. For the Dodgers, Freddie Freeman, now Shohei Otani, as well as Max Muncy. For the Phillies, you've got Kyle Schwarber, Bryce, um, Bryce Harper, Bryson Stott, as well as Brandon Marsh. So these moves that the Braves are making are not just about taking on lottery tickets and not just about, you know, uh, wanting to have as strong of a, you know, bullpen depth for 2024. The focus is is to potentially have multiple options that they could utilize at a very cost-effective rate that could pay dividends down the road if the Braves are in a playoff series and the opponent that they're facing has a lot of their offensive production come from left-handed hitters. So again, with Alex Anthopoulos, when it comes to these moves on the margins, or when it comes to a, you know, a flurry of moves, the goal in mind is to be as creative as possible, to have to trade away as least assets as possible, but still be able to improve the roster. And that's exactly, in my opinion, what Alex, what Alex Anthopoulos has done. He's improved the ability for this roster to be productive with velocity, both in terms of, of throwing pitches at a high velocity, in terms of lineup being better prepared to hit pitches at a high velocity. And he's also done a great job of not only adding depth to the bullpen for 2024, but with talents that could step into bigger roles in 2025 and beyond. So in other words, this offseason is ultimately going to be graded by the move that the Braves potentially make to get that true significant addition to their rotation. But I do feel with confidence we can call this offseason a success 
so far because some of the underlying needs that the Braves had, deepening their bullpen, finding an option for left field, they've been able to do that in creative and effective ways, and it really could pay dividends not only next year, but in 2025 and beyond. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you're listening, you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer.